You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today, what, what else is there to talk about? What else is there to talk about that hasn't already been said? Let's go back and review what immensely went wrong in these first five games of the season to where Texas A&M now is fighting to actually just stay alive in the bowl projections at this point. It's not even to finish as a top-tier contender. Thank you every single day for making us your first listen. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, LockedOnPodcast.com, or even YouTube right here on YouTube.com. And this episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. As always, if you love this podcast, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast every single day, Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at lockedonpodcast.com. All right, so season's over. I, I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and kind of make this any easier. The, the, the season's done. I don't know where anyone's sitting here and going, oh, well, we can figure things out. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. The season's not completely over in the sense of, oh, 10 and 2 is still probable. 9 and 3 is more than likely. Maybe even 8 and 4 feels like a safe bet. But the season's over. Everybody knows that going into this year, everyone believed, including most fans, that Texas AM would be a contender for the college football playoff. They returned nine defensive starters. They had an offense that at least had pieces returning from last season. And they felt comfortable with Haynes King under center. They felt comfortable with Haynes King in the gun. They felt like he was the right guy. And slowly but surely, everything unravels. I called this months ago. I I, I called this months and months and months ago. I said straight up, Zach Calzada, Haynes King, doesn't really matter. I watched both play. I think both are decent quarterbacks. I think both can actually win in the SEC. If you have a good offensive line, what's the problem? It's the offensive line. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not really the offensive line. It is. It is. Now, last game in a 26-22 loss to Mississippi State, no, I will not blame the offensive line. Actually, Jim Fisher did something very smart to help get more production for Calzada. He moved the likes of Kenyon Green inside to replace Aki Oganobi. He's now uh, missing time. He was injured last week. Layden Robinson, their best run blocker, stayed at right guard. And what you did was you then played Ruben Fathery at the right tackle position and Jameer Johnson at the left tackle position with Kenyon Green returning back to his All-American left guard role. So what you did was you took pressure off of Bryce Foster, the freshman center, to make sure that you were going to be able to play at a high-end level. You were trying to establish the run game. You were trying to extend the plays. And it didn't work. It didn't. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller has 100 yards. I give him that. He has 100 yards. He had one run of 40-plus yards. Outside of that, it was just a bunch of small small yardage plays, situational running, not much else. Devon Aching had, I think, 69 yards or 68 yards. 
41 of which came on one play. Do you understand what I'm saying here? It's a lot of big time plays. Zach Calzada hit Jalen Preston. Really, really good play. Really good 37-yard throw. Preston finished with, I think, a total of 41 yards receiving. You get my point? A lot of big plays, a lot of big-time throws, a lot of big-time movements, no consistency. You either went for the big shot and you got it, or you struggled. That was basically it offensively. I can't blame the offensive line completely on this one. Calzada had a lot of protection at times, and they were playing up against a team that was going back to more of a base 4-2-5 system. They were rushing four instead of three, like Arkansas did. They were playing a nickel defender, but they were also running a ton of formations to where they left Weidemeyer wide open. They left Anaya Smith wide open, and they were just bad throws from Calzada. I can't blame the offensive line entirely on this. What I can't also say is I can't really blame Calzada completely on this either because of when you look at the team right now, bad coaching gets this done. In fact, if I were to say anyone was at fault for this loss, Jimbo Fisher is probably the main culprit. Jimbo Fisher is probably the main reason why Texas A&M is sitting 0-2 in conference play instead of 1-1. I'm not here to say that you can't turn around really fast. I don't know if you can against Alabama, but you certainly can against Missouri. You certainly can against South Carolina. You certainly, I think, can against Auburn. And I think you can against LSU. So you still could get four wins in conference play, maybe even five, depending on if Lane Kiffin and the offense of Ole Miss just decides to implode like they did against Alabama. Besides that, this is now a challenge. Every step along the way is now a challenge. Yeah, you're going to be able to beat South Carolina. I have no doubt about that. You're going to be able to beat up on um, uh, Missouri. I think that you definitely can on that. I think you can beat Auburn. I think you can beat LSU. LSU's in shambles right now. But at the same time, can you? I mean, because Mississippi State was supposed to be an easy win. This is supposed to be the number four pass defense in the country going up against a pass physical team. And by the way, the passing attack of Texas A&M was going up against, quote-unquote, the worst, as I put it, and people love to call me out on that. I'm just saying statistically, that's what it was. They'll work secondary in, in the SEC. Uh, you would flip that because of Calzada looked lost at multiple times, and Will Rogers threw for over 408 yards and three touchdowns and zero turnovers. Zilch. So what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about how, you know, the high expectations were good, the high expectations were bad? Like, like, like... What is good right now for Texas A&M? Because if I can at least say week in and week out, uh, at least you have good defense. You have very good defensive play. Nope, that went out the window. Uh, you weren't able to pressure Texas a I mean, You weren't able to pressure Mississippi State. I think you had three total sacks. One came on the first drive. One came on the last drive. One came by Michael Clemens uh, right before halftime. So, I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, where is the positive? And I'm honestly asking, where is the positive of this team? that Haynes King maybe will be coming back soon, that maybe you will see a prog uh, you know a progression of offense because of you're playing Alabama and the expectations are now low. I mean, like, low. So at least if you have a 200-yard performance against Alabama, uh, well, it's Alabama, so they're just the best team in the country. Where do you want to go with this? Because of, I'm trying to find any positive in this game. I really can't. This was an easy win for Texas a and Play smart, pass downfield, attack the ball, Try to take some deep shots. Play good defense. That's all you had to do. You failed. You failed. You failed. You failed. You failed. You failed completely. And now Texas A&M is not ranked for the first time since 2019 in the AP polls. The way that they're playing, I don't know if they will be ranked again this year. 
I really don't. And that's really amazing because if this was a team that started out the year number seven in the polls, was all the way up to number five after Kent State, looked to be on the cusp of being in that college football playoff conversation, and now is no longer ranked, has no direction, and has absolutely no idea what's going on in the system. So what's some good news? What's some bad news? We'll go ahead and break that down next. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Prize Picks. It is the brand new fantasy sports leading expert in college football. That's right. You have fantasy sports in the NFL. Now you have fantasy sports in college football. All you do, simply make a couple bets, put it down, buy like five different bets. You can go ahead and bet on lines. You can go ahead and bet on uh, players over under. If you expect somebody to throw for over 300 yards, take the over under, go ahead and do the same thing. And what you do is you can win up to a hundred dollars back of your money just by using the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E B O N locked on us. This is an award-winning app that you can find on the Apple store. You can find it on Google play. It's made in 60 seconds. You can get your bets in and out. And then afterwards you can win money. You can win money just by watching college football, but you can only do it there. You can also do it in the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and much, much more, especially with all the playoffs coming up. So go ahead. Don't hesitate. Go find the app. Use the promo code locked on and receive up to a 100% welcome bonus back up to hundred dollars of your earnings right then and there just for signing up with price picks. You know what I hate? Spending money on things that I don't need. And the one place I do it the most is probably at a car dealership because of usually I don't know where to find the actual parts. So I have to pay a service fee, an installment fee, a shipping fee, and all these other minor little details that eventually cost me an arm and a leg. Now I know where to look. It's called rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from engine modules to tail lamps to brake pads. So whether you're just trying to refurbish a cult classic or redo a daily driver, they have the parts meant for you. My dad was able to replace his old Santa Fe taillight just by going on to the car, uh, going on to rockauto.com, finding the car, finding the year, finding the make, the model, and of course, looking up the low, low price. Took a grand total of a couple of days to get a part for an exact, actual, factual, really, really good price into the car and into the driveway in a matter of seconds. Go visit rockauto.com and use the promo code locked on to see. Uh, to uh, tell them where you know you heard about us and where we can help you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So now we got some other news coming out of Texas A&M, which really is not what you want to hear if you're going to Alabama play. Starting cornerback Miles Jones is out for the remainder of the year after undergoing foot surgery. This likely ends his time in College Station because, remember, he was one of those players that took the extra year of eligibility to play. Two-year starter underneath Mike Elko had a really good 2020 campaign alongside with Jalen Jones. This now means two freshmen will be seeing action because Brian George, who also suffered an undisclosed injury during the uh, um, Arkansas game, is also out for the year. This means that Deuce Harmon, who saw a lot of action as your sixth defensive back in the nickel formation against the air raid attack, is going to see a lot of reps. And Tyreek Chappelle, who has seen probably the most consistent play outside of Brian George this season, will likely see the other amount of reps opposite of Jalen Jones. This is not good. Because if remember last year when it was Jalen Waddle and it was um, Jaquiel Billingsley and it was Devonta Smith and it was all these guys going up against... Jalen Jones in coverage, yeah, that's going to happen again. That's going to happen again. Now it's just John Mechie and Jaquil Billingsley. 
and uh, uh, Tyron Latu or uh, Cameron Latu, however you say his name, the, the Polynesian tight end for the Crimson Tide. You now have two freshmen playing one of the most important positions. You also have three freshmen starting on the offensive line. Oh, and uh, wide receiver Caleb Chapman is day-to-day. Has Jones still will not be back as of right now. Chase Lane is questionable to play this week. So that means Moose Muhammad and Demond Demas have to step up against Alabama. This is not good. This is not good. You are now in, in, in crucial control. You are now in panic mode because of you are trying to salvage your season. For the first time since entering the, big, the SEC in 2012, Texas A&M actually could go defeated 0-3 in conference play to begin the new season. This is a first. A&M has had some crap years. I mean, they have had some very, very terrible years. And they've had some terrible losses to Alabama. 59 to nothing. Uh, uh, 63 to something. I forget what that one was. Uh, the, the game in 2013 that went down to the wire and then Alabama kind of ran away with it in the final two minutes just to put them up by 14 in Kyle Field. All that. Those were bad games. Those were very, very, very bad games. But they didn't start 0-3. They did not start 0-3 in conference play. The fact that you may be starting 0-3 in conference play after signing a mega extension to Jimbo Fisher to keep him through for 10 years now, giving him the second highest paid coaching salary in America behind Nick Saban is a bad look. It's a very, very, very bad look. And I get it. I completely understand why you did it. I understand why Boosters wanted to get this deal done. I understand why Texas A&M is now making sure that Jimbo is paid because of, again, think about this for a second. Say this is a lost season, which it is. I mean, it 100% is. You may go 8-4, and four, but that's not, the, that's not the goal. Next season, you go 11-1 with Jimbo Fisher and you make the college football playoff. If you don't get this deal done, you're now allowing LSU, who potentially is going to fire Ed Orgeron at the end of the season, maybe even before then, an opportunity to give him a call and say, we will pay you Nick Saban money to leave Texas A&M and come to LSU. So you get this deal done that way, nothing can change. He's basically off the table. He is not going to be a factor in the LSU hire, in the USC hire, any of those hires. He is going to be a Texas A&M. He's going to be able to build the conference up and build the team up. That's good. That's very, very good. But the question is, now that you paid him all this money, since then, he has gone struggle win against Colorado, big time win against New Mexico, obviously you should, loss-loss. So basically, he's one, two, and one, because of I won't give Colorado that much of praise. I get it. I understand you lose your starting quarterback. I understand that you, know, you don't have any weaponry. Are we sure Haynes King does any different? Because of the way that Haynes started the game is very similar to Zach Calzano. It's frustrating. I mean, like, it really is. And I get that there's always, like, a kind of a year to where you have to replenish. It couldn't have been this year. That's the biggest problem, is that it could be any other year you could have done this. You could have done this next year when you lose all your seniors defensively. And you're like, oh, well, we're rebuilding defensively. You could have done this uh, three years. I mean, you could do this three years from now when you have won a college football playoff. Or you've at least been to the college football playoff. Maybe gone to a national championship. All right, well, we need to take a step back. You know, you have Clemson. They're taking a step back. They barely beat Boston College to improve to three and two. Barely beat uh, Boston College. But they've been to college football playoffs. They've been to national championships. They've been where everyone else has been. 
this could be a rebuilding year. Next year, they're back in the conversation. Like, that's how smooth it could go. That's how easy it could be for this team. A&M, you can't have that. You have to be able to play now. Like, that was the big goal. Because if you just paid your coach oodles amount of money to keep him in college station, and this is what's happening. Even if you are a young team offensively, which, you know, A&M is with Zach Calzada, three freshmen starting on the offensive line. Demond is now playing more of a starting role. And same with uh, Moose Muhammad playing kind of that rotational player. With all that in mind, I get you're young. You're still in the SEC. And on top of that, you're still regarded as one of the best coaches in college football by most. It's hitting really hard to kind of stand behind that. That's not me saying that I don't believe that AM has a good coach. Jim Fisher, I know, is a good coach. But it's getting hard in the national spotlight to continue to say, what's going on? Every team has rebuilding years. But after a 9-1 season, after a year that looked like offensively, you were even going to take the next step because of we knew how limited Kellen Mond was. Kellen Mond feels like a breath of fresh air at this point because of Zach's not getting it done. And honestly, who knows if Haynes could get it done? I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to be honest. Who knows if Haynes could get it done? We haven't seen enough. There, there was one and a half game, one game in which he threw three interceptions, and there was another game where he got injured on the second drive. We don't know what he is. We have no idea what he is. But now you're injured prone, going up against Alabama, after paying a coach to a new salary of $9 million a year. Not a good look for the boosters. Not a good look for AM. Not a good look for anybody involved in this deal. So, unfortunately, that's kind of the reality of where you're at right now. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. College football is back in swing, and with it, that means you're going to be able to watch every single sport and make, go ahead and make your bets. So, go to the one place we love, we trust. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag uses the best buyouts, the best bets, the best payouts, and much, much more. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. From UFC to MLB to postseason baseball to the start of the new college football playoff scenario and much, much more, stop sitting on the sidelines, get into the action, use the promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. So let's talk about a big problem that most men have. Every single morning after I do my show, just saying it on the Sports Map Radio Network, I go ahead and I work out. I want to get that daily workout in. And when I come home, I immediately go shower. But the problem with that is I still sweat. I live in the heat of Texas and I always find a way to sweat. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to do that in front of my girlfriend's parents. I don't want to do that at, a, at, at my work. I don't want to do that sitting in the Texas heat. I had to find something. I have found it. It's called Sweat Block. It's the best antiperspirant wipe you can find out on the market. Simply take a shower the night before, rub it on your pits, wake up the next morning, rub it off, and guess what? You are pit-free for 48 hours. I do this once a week. I do not have pit stains, even in 100-degree weather in the big old Texas heat. Go ahead and visit uh, sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on to receive a 20% welcome bonus with your very first purchase. That's locked on L O C K E D capital O N for 20% off your very first purchase of Sweatblock. Stop the sweat today with Sweatblock. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Betting on college football does not have to be a 
guessing game, what do you listen to the new Locked On Bet podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, wagers, odds, and Lee's locks of the day. What do you listen to the new Locked On Bet podcast presented by betonline.eg every single day on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Okay, so what else should we talk about? Um, I honestly don't know at this point because of I feel like there's really not much to go with. I know that there's going to be stuff later this week, and tomorrow's show we're going to be featuring all things Alabama. We're going to be talking all things about what the Crimson Tide have done right, what Texas a can do to beat them, if anything. But what else is there to talk about today? I mean, I know fans are disappointed because of this was the year that it was all supposed to click. But at the same time, you got to at least, I guess, admit that injuries have played a big factor into this. You know, you don't have Luke Matthews. He's out for the year after undergoing surgery. So you had to start a freshman at center, which in my opinion is the most important position on the field. After that, you uh, are starting a brand new offensive line completely. And I don't think enough people paid attention to that. You lose Ryan McCollum, Carson Green, Jared Hawker, uh, Dan Moore, and you return Kenyon Green, who even though physically might be the best of all the names listed, still is one guy, you're starting three freshmen at some capacity. Two true freshmen, one red shirt, and you also added in a transfer who was a part-time starter at Tennessee. You understand where I'm coming with this? There was a lot of de- there was a lot of change offensively. And even though defensively you have shown early on you can be good, you have struggled in SEC play. And that's kind of the biggest problem that I have is that we know you can do good against non-Power 5 schools. Hopefully you can. You were a top 25 team to begin the season for a reason. But the fact that you're struggling, even with a veteran court, because Leon O'Neill has been a starter for two years. Damani Richardson has been a starter for two years. Jalen Jones has been a starter for a year. DeMarvin Leal has been a starter for two years. Michael Clemens has been a starter on and off for three years. Aaron Hansford has been a starter for a year. And even guys like McKinley Jackson and Andre White Jr., who are playing the roles that Bobby Brown and Buddy Johnson left behind, saw significant reps last season. The fact that you're struggling against teams that you played well against last year is probably the biggest concern. Because if you look right now at where you stand in the SEC, there's a valid argument to say that you are a bottom four team. There is a valid argument to say that right now, not just offensively, Offensively, you may be the second worst team behind Vanderbilt in in the SEC. You may. And that really stings to say because if you have good weapons, you have a first-round talented tight end in Jalen Weidemeyer. You have a first-round running back in Isaiah Spiller. You have probably a mid-round pick in Anaya Smith. You have an up-and-coming superstar in Devon A-Chain. You have weapons. You have a good team. But your quarterback can't reach them. Your offensive line is too inconsistent. And because of that, you're suffering in the passing game and you're suffering in the run game. It's not like you can't do anything offensively. You're 13th. You are probably 13th in the SEC right now, offensively, totally. But defensively, you were supposed to be number one or number two. You were supposed to be able to contend with the likes of Georgia, with the likes of Alabama, with the likes of even Kentucky. I mean, what they've been doing, Florida, I mean, they're terrible, but, you know, they're at least a big-time program. You were supposed to be in that same category. You're not. And honestly, I get it. I understand that this is an air raid attack. It's the first time playing in Kyle Field underneath Michael Leach as the head coach. That's not an excuse. Like, like I'm, I'm not going to give anybody excuses today. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. That's not my thing, and that's not my style. It goes down to poor coaching. It goes down to poor execution offensively. And defensively, 
what was going on? Not only again, were you struggling tackling, but on top of that, you also, I get playing in a dime formation is brand new. You haven't done it this season. You're in the SEC and you have a top 10 recruiting class basically every single season underneath Jimbo Fisher. You should be able to pick it up on the fly that fast. It should be a breeze and it's not. And that becomes the problem. The fact that you're unable to do that is now very concerning for this team. So what do I get the performance overall against Mississippi State? Offensively, F. I mean, offensively, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a, I'll give it a D because you got a touchdown. Congratulations to Jalen Weidemeyer, his 13th of his career. That now puts him 10th all-time in Aggie touchdowns. Hopefully, he can get a few more to move up that list before he leaves College Station after this year. Uh, so I'll give it a D. Defensively, F. Sorry, I might be nice about it. You allow Will Rogers and a team that probably is going to finish six and six at best. You will probably even finish better than Mississippi State if you can play more consistent football, or at least if you can live up to your standard, you will finish better than Mississippi State. You allow them to throw for over 400 yards of offense. You allow them to nearly get 450 total yards of offense and three touchdowns. Let's say excusable. And this is the number four pass defense in the country. You were right behind Georgia still in that category, and you immediately were horrendous. Sorry, you get an F in that. But the biggest F is coaching. You settled for field goals late. You tried, you, you showed your cards very early. When you went for the two-point conversion after Zach Calzada gets the touchdown on the 25-yard run, you basically show your cards, we're struggling, we need to try and get this into a one-possession game, and it hurt you. It ended up actually hurting you more than helping you. You should have taken the points. And then when you went for it, you should have gone for it on fourth down instead of settling for a Seth small field goal. Maybe you would have gotten the first down. Maybe you would have eaten the clock. Maybe you wouldn't have allowed Mississippi State to have that one last chance to get in to their own territory, punt the ball, and put you down at the one that ultimately led to the safety from Calzada. That's all bad coaching. That's all just terrible coaching. So all across the board, D minus. And honestly, you can make an argument that just should be an F. It really should just be an F for Texas a this entire week. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for listening and making us your first listen every single day right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'll be back tomorrow to break down things you need to know about Alabama. What are the positives? What are some ways you can beat the Crimson Tide? And what Jimbo Fisher said about Nick Saban? We'll talk all that and much, much more. See you then. Remember, take care of y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.